0: Hello, folks. This is Shelly Griffith welcoming you to On My Mind. This week, I've been thinking about the upcoming holidays and hoping that you folks are getting ready for a blessed season. What has occurred to me is the traditions of Christmas, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but I want to also share with you some fun things about different movies, songs, carols, and so forth that are affected during this season. And it was very interesting for me as I researched some of these top 10 categories or even top 15 as to what I did discover. So let me share with you a little bit of this and then we'll get into a fun tradition that I had learned a few years ago about St. Nicholas. It's interesting when you think about the most popular in anything and some of the most popular songs of Christmas, surprisingly. All I Want for Christmas by Mariah Carey. Nat King Cole's Christmas song, Chestnuts Roasting by an Open Fire. Wham! I have never listened to anything by that group. Last Christmas is their hit. Bing Crosby, of course, as we all know, did White Christmas totally my favorite, Brenda Lee, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, Jose Feliciano and Feliz Navidad, very popular song, Run DMC, another group I've never listened to, Christmas in Hollis and Bruce Springsteen, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, I never would have guessed that. When you look at Christmas carols, which we all love to sing at various church services or uh, midnight Masses around the country. O Holy Night came out in 1847. Silent Night, perhaps my favorite and my wife's favorite, 1818. In the Bleak Midwinter, 1872. Hark the Herald Angels Sing, 1739. O Come All Ye Faithful, 1744. O Come, O Come Emmanuel came out in 1861. Coventry carol from old england in the 16th century oh little town of bethlehem in 1871 and away in a manger 1837 and when you look at movies at christmas time and we all know about the hallmark series that are extremely predictable but number 1 comes in it's a wonderful life second the nightmare before christmas third Miracle on 34th Street. I was just in a production at our local arts center as one of the characters in that play. It was wonderful. A Charlie Brown Christmas comes in. Elf, perhaps one of the more modern Christmas stories. A Christmas story, and hopefully Ralphie not shooting his eye out. Home Alone, White Christmas, and one I didn't even think about as a Christmas movie, Die Hard. And then, of course, always the various versions of A Christmas Carol. How the Grinch Stole Christmas is right up there in the top ten. And then, for those cartoon lovers, Rudolph in 1966. These are just some of the examples of favorites that we all have. I began looking about three years ago at a column that I had written uh, for a local paper, And it was really interesting coming up with the legend, if you will, of Santa Claus and Saint Nicholas. And I found two wonderful books one, History of Santa Claus I, the other was History of Santa Claus II. These stories had photos of carvings from various figures throughout the world, and these are absolutely gorgeous. And they taught me a lot about some of these traditions. First of all, we see that. As Christianity spread throughout the old world, gift-giving seemed to have a beginning, as we would understand, with the three wise men bringing gold, frankincense, and myrrh to honor our Savior's birth. Over 300 years later, a man called Nicholas was born in what today is Turkey, and he became known for his good deeds and was given the title of Saint Nicholas. And as cultures changed over the centuries, he became entrenched in folklore in various ways. One legend had it that Nicholas, surviving a shipwreck near Myra around 200 A.D., came into a church and was elected bishop of that area by the elders because a vision had told them to choose the first person to enter the sanctuary who'd survived the disaster. His many good deeds in his lifetime led to different cultures honoring him on December the 5th, the eve of his death. It became known as St. Nicholas's Eve, and that and Christmas Eve have joined hands as special celebration days in December. In Russian history, Nicholas became a patron saint patron saint of sailors, maidens, packers, and pawnbrokers. And then after being a worldwide folk hero for over 600 years, St. Nick, as he became known, was depicted in various physical forms. His beard actually was dark, but it was changed to white around 1300 AD. He became associated with Norse gods like Odin and was seen in the sky riding a horse, perhaps a prelude to driving a sleigh in later centuries. Our Victorian age Santa Claus was referred to in England As Father Christmas, and he was pictured as a huge person in a fur-lined robe, mistletoe headdress, chubby red cheeks, smoking a clay pipe. The Dutch held that Santa rewarded those who were good and punished those who were bad, and the Protestant Reformation taught us that the standard bearer for the holiday should be a child, and it became known as Christ Kindle, C H R I S T K I N D L, and from that image, Chris Kringle was born. Other countries enjoy Christmas with their own stories and traditions. Norway will honor Odin as their god of Christmas. Spain adopted the Feast of the Magi, and to this day, the children in Spain still write letters to their own version of Santa. Italian children make their pleas to Bafana, B-E-F-A-N-A, a a woman gift giver who made her visit on the twelfth night of Christmas. Presently, the celebration is known as Bafana Day and is really a giant hit with everyone. In Bavaria, during Martin Luther's time, St. Nicholas was replaced by their own gift giver, Christkind. C-H-R-I-S-T-K-I-N-D-T. And after a time, St. Nicholas reappeared in order to travel with Christ Kent, and together they would visit each home to check on the children's behaviors, and if everything was okay, they would leave them gifts. One manifestation of St. Nick in English folklore was Sir Christmas, and due to the Reformation in 1647, it became improper to celebrate anything to do with Catholic saints. A legal ban was placed on anything related to St. Nicholas. Fortunately, though, this was revoked in 1660 and Christmas was restored for the common people. No matter what traditions are associated with Christmas and how we view the holiday, most folks agree it is a time for merriment, relaxation at the end of a long year. That image of a jolly old elf in a red suit is perpetuated in poems, songs, TV fair, just like we were discussing. I sincerely hope that for each of you, this most joyous of holidays will be there no matter how you celebrate them. Warm yourself in front of a chestnut crackling fire with some hot chocolate. Listen to these Christmas songs that take you home to your memories. Snuggle up with family, the grands and the great-grands. Play some board games, card games, and have a super meal with loads of good, delicious desserts to follow. But more than anything else, remember what started it all and what so many of the legendary Santas did to drive the traditions over the centuries. And when it all settles down and the day is over, listen to the quiet in your mind and be grateful for what you have hopefully gained, love, family, friends, peace on earth, and goodwill towards all. And if you folks would like to respond to anything on my podcast, please email me at shellgriff at com. That's lowercase s-h-e-l-g-r-i-f at gmail.com and I'll be happy to look at that and get back to you in future issues with any answers that I may have and I'm Shelly Griffith and this has been On My Mind and I hope you have a safe and healthy Christmas and I'll see you further on up the road.